Hey, my friends, welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I am Crystal Ward, and we help busy people like you and me grow in our relationship with God today with just a few simple steps. I hope today's message helps you, that it encourages you, and most of all, that it leads you closer to Jesus. Check this out. No, I believe that God has something for us today, and I want you to get what God has for your life. Amen. I don't want you to leave without being changed for the glory of God. So look, let's go into Isaiah 53, 5 and 6. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised. Who is he? This is a prophecy about Jesus that's over 700 years before Jesus' birth. He says he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity or sin of us all. So by his stripes we are healed. Now we're going to turn over to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 24 and 25. So this is um, the same verse, but in the New Testament, Peter is quoting Isaiah in the New Testament. He says, who himself, Jesus, bore our sins on his own body on the tree, that's the cross, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. Righteousness is another way of saying being right with God. So because of Jesus, we can be right with God by whose stripes you were healed, by whose stripes you were healed. We've been in, um, you can leave that verse up for just a second, but we've been in a series called Jesus the Healer. We've been doing it on Sundays and Wednesdays. Pastor Jimmy has been preaching that. And this was the key verse that he used in that series, one one of the many, but, and this is the key verse that's often used for healing. But I just wanna read one more verse after that. It says, For you were like sheep going astray. Before you knew Jesus, you were like sheep going astray. But now you have returned. Everybody say returned. To the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Shepherd and overseer of your souls. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for every person that's in this congregation today, Lord. Lord, I thank you for every single person that's watching online today. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we have come here to receive from you, to know you, to be closer to you, Lord. We thank you for being so good to us, Father. We open our hearts, we open our minds to receive from you. Father, in Jesus' name, we take off every spiritual blinder that would hinder us from you. Why don't we just do that right now? Say, Lord, in Jesus' name, I take off every spiritual blinder that would hinder me from you, Lord. Keep me back from what you have today, Lord. They have to go. Lord, we take authority over every enemy of God in the name of Jesus. Every single enemy of God has to flee by Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So many of you have heard me tell this story. 
Oh man, it's a tough one for me to tell, but I really feel like God wants to redeem this story in our lives. So uh, we have three kids. We have Abby, who's in the congregation, but I won't embarrass her. We have Emma. She's in kids' church right now. And we have Evan. And Evan is four. And when Evan was four months old, he had a reaction to some medication that caused him to have seizures. He didn't have just one. He had over 70 in the course of a month. Our four-month-old infant son. We're talking about healing, okay? I'm going to share a story with you. But it's not going to be the same kind of healing that you might think. There's that too. But Our infant son. Think about how tiny your infants were at four months old. Do you remember how little they are and small? And he had over 70 seizures in 30 days. It was, it was the hardest thing that BJ and I ever walked through in our whole entire life. We, at some point, points in time, I really felt like I was losing my sanity. Have you ever felt that way? Where you felt like, I might go crazy, right? And so, here's the awesome part. Praise God. Evan has been completely, 100% seizure-free for years now. He's an obnoxious little boy. He practices his slam dunks upstairs, and they're real annoying. And he, he is a, just a perfect um, little boy. He's wonderfully healthy. But for me as mama, that had a tremendous impact on me. I, the only way I can describe it is I felt like maybe something like PTSD. Now, I've never been diagnosed with PTSD, and many, um, many people have, and, and I know it's awful, and I'm not claiming, I'm not, I, I'm, you know, I'm not claiming to have been where you are. But the effects on my mind were so rough. I'm, I'm just sharing with you this morning. It's okay if I be honest? Yeah? We're talking about healing, and I want to tell you what God did for me. And so um, I, over a period of time, over a period of years, applied the word of God to, um, to uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I applied the word of God to retrain my mind, right? I rebuked fear. I did all of those things. I prayed. I stood on the word. I did all of those things. But I still had so many effects in my mind to where I felt like I, I, would, um, I would have nightmares, about him having seizures. I would look in the rearview mirror in the car and feel like he was going to be having a seizure in the back seat for years, not immediately after for years. And it, it was really, really tough. And I improved over time, but it was really hard. So um, one, um, one week, weekend, I went to a conference. And there was a woman speaking at that conference who had uh, an issue with her own son. And he had a medical issue that was very dangerous. And his, her son actually did end up passing away. Sorry, this is really like, look, we cheered you up already, right? So we're going to get to it. But I, I, just need you to, I just need you to understand how God moved. And so she, she said to us, do you have any idea what it feels like to hold your son and not know if he's about to take his last breath or not? Do you have any idea the impacts that that has on your mind? And I was down at the altar and I was praying and I thought to myself, 
yeah, I kind of do. I kind of do know what that feels like. And in that moment, I believe that the Lord showed me that my mind had, um, basically that my mind had been traumatized through, through this uh, thing that we had gone through and that I needed healing. And so I was down there and I was worshiping the Lord and I was receiving from the Lord and God touched me, y'all. And when I got up from that place, I've never struggled with that since. Isn't that incredible? Maybe I shouldn't use the word never. That's a strong word. But I'm telling you, the Lord healed me, and I feel free after years of that. It's so incredible. Now, one of the things that I do still have to do is I do still have to guard my mind and guard thoughts, and we're going to talk more about that. But here's what I want you to know, okay? In 1 Peter where Peter talks about healing. I want you to know that because Jesus died on the cross, he he heals your body by his stripes, right? I want you to know that that same healing is available for your soul. The exact same healing that saved you, the exact same healing that healed your body is available for your soul. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. So let's go back to the verse, 1 Peter chapter 2. I want you to see something in here. We're going to read it again. It says, who himself, talking about Jesus, bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. He says that Jesus is both the shepherd and the overseer of your what? Of your souls. Of your souls. I'll give you a second. You can fill in those blanks there in your notes because I want you to I want you to get this. So let's talk about what is the soul then? Right? So the human body is three or the human being is three parts. We are spirit. That's what connects you to God. When you got saved, your spirit came alive, and you could then connect to God, spirit to spirit. It says, those who worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth, right? So your spirit is what connects you to God, your body, your spirit, and your soul. Everybody say soul. Your soul is made up of three parts as well. It's your mind or your thoughts. It's your will or your desires. How many of you know your desires need to come into alignment with God's desires for your life? Amen. The scripture says that the heart of man is wicked and deceitful. Who could know it, right? So our desires need to come into submission and alignment with, the, with, the, with God's desires for your life. So we have our mind, our thoughts, we have our will, our desires, and we have our emotions or our feelings. And all three of these things make up what we call your soul. And when we get saved, it says we were like sheep going astray, but now we have returned. We have turned and returned to the shepherd and the overseer of our mind, will, and emotions. Amen? All right. So I just want to drop this one in here really quick. I want to give you the definition of what it means to be saved. Pastor has been talking about this 
since we've been doing Jesus the healer. And I think it's probably, I don't know where you got this, but I think it's the best definition of salvation I have ever heard. So I want to give it to you again. Saved from eternal damnation. That's what we always think of when we think of saved, right? That we're going to heaven, that we don't have to pay for our sins any longer. So saved from eternal damnation. Delivered from torment. I'm going to let that set for a minute. Delivered from torment. When we need healing in our souls, when we're not whole and well in our soul, we suffer torment. I suffered great torment after those issues that we walked through with Evan. It also means healed from disease and protected from harm. But Jesus, right? Jesus, he says, Jesus restores our soul. He is the shepherd and the overseer of our soul. So let's look at shepherd. Everybody say shepherd. I got to make sure you're with me. You still with me? Y'all want to go to lunch, right? You better take notes then. All right, Psalm 23. What is a shepherd? Then we go to the place in the Bible that is the shepherd's psalm. There's multiple places. We're going to go to two. There's multiple places, but this is the one that we remember the most. I wanted to put the whole thing on your notes, but I just couldn't cram so much in there. So uh, you'll have to look up on the screen for the entire thing, or if you have your Bible, you can turn there. It says that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, man, hold on. I want you, when we read this, I want you to think of this in relation to your soul your mind, your will, and your emotions. If Jesus is the shepherd of your soul, when you read the shepherd's psalm, I want you to think about how that relates to your thoughts, how that relates to your desires, and how that relates to your feelings or emotions, okay? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Have you ever had, you, you know the term that this feeds my soul? You've heard that, that phrase before, right? When you follow Jesus, the shepherd of your soul who heals you, when your soul is whole and it is well, then your soul is fed. That warms and it feeds my soul. Does that make sense? And he leads you beside still waters. Pastor's already talked about the river this morning. I told you, he preached my whole sermon. Think about the still waters. Think about how calm and how peaceful that is. Apply that to your mind, will, and emotions. That's good. Think about that. Jesus brings you to green pastures and still waters in your thoughts, in your desires, and in your emotions. He restores my soul. That word restores means to take it back to its original intent. Take all the junk away and restore it to its original intent, right? Any of you ever restore things? Some of you guys may like to restore old cars, right? Or some of you may like to restore furniture. When you get done, it looks better than it did before, right? Makes sense? That's the definition of restore. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's not the valley of death. It's the valley of shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. 
Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Look, enemies come, guys. When you serve the Lord, Satan takes notice and he does come. But the shepherd's psalm says, I ain't worried about him. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I feast with you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Why? Because I'm protected by you and he has no authority over my life. Come on. You anoint my head with oil. So anointing, I want to talk about two things right here. Anointing is the power of God on your life to do what you, he has called you to do. That's what anointing is. But another thing this is talking about here is shepherds had oil that they would pour over the sheep. And it would keep the bugs and the gnats and the pestilence off of the sheep. It would keep them whole and well and healthy. He anoints your head with oil. He keeps you whole and well and healthy. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen? Let's look over at John chapter 10. So if Jesus is the shepherd of our soul, let's read what Jesus has to say about being a shepherd. John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, the thief's purpose, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Other translations say life and life more abundantly. You apply that to your soul. Jesus comes to give you life and life more abundantly in your mind, will, and emotions. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. So as our shepherd, Jesus gives us by his stripes, by his stripes on the cross, he gives us healing in our soul. When your mind is healed and restored in Jesus' name, that is abundant life for you. When your emotions are whole and well, that is abundant life. Does that make sense? When your desires are aligned with God's desires for your life, that is life more abundantly, the shepherd of your soul. Y'all should have been amening right there. That's good, come on. All right, here's what I want you to understand, though. Healing in your soul, just like healing in your body, can come instantly. We're going to pray for you in a little bit. We're going to lay hands on you, and I'm telling you, I see chains and things falling off of people that want it. But here's what you need to understand. When you leave this place, you are going to have to walk out that healing in the natural. God will heal you instantly but you are going to have to walk that out. What does that mean? You are going to have to, in your mind, take every thought captive and command it to the obedience of Christ. When thoughts come your way that do not align with God's word, you have to recognize it and you have to cast that thing down and replace it with the truth. Amen? You're going to have to submit your will to God's will. When your desires don't align with God's desires, then you get in the word of God and say, no, that's not right in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm going your way in the name of Jesus. You have to take authority over your emotions. Oh, I'm gonna stop here for a minute. Guys, this one won't be for you, it's all right. This one's gonna be for the women. Women of God, we are not ruled by our emotions. 
Emotions are real, but that does not make them true. You hear? Our emotions are not what control us. We are controlled by the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. You got that? Come on. So, what do we do? Lord, we need your help. These things can be difficult things. We need your help. That's why Peter said that we return to the shepherd and overseer of our souls. Everybody say overseer. So what is an overseer? An overseer is a sentry or a watchman. Well, I mean, if you want to get technical, that word overseer in the Greek means a sentry not the years century with the S, a century or a watchman over you. The King James Version um, translates that as the word bishop, okay? He, the Lord, Jesus, is a century or watchman over your soul. Uh, I think I provided a picture for you guys. I don't know if it's gone up yet, but um, I want to give you, uh, now, watchmen, let me explain this just a little bit. Um, in the Old Testament, even in the New Testament, um, you would have watchmen on the wall. Uh, any of you military guys, there are watchmen that stand guard at all times in the military, right? In war zones. It's the same idea, okay? And so they would have walls that would go around the city, and you would have a sentry or a watchman, same thing, standing on the wall, and they would be decorated in full armor, and they would keep watch for any kind of enemy, right? I'm going to give you an example right here. There's many examples in the Old Testament, uh, but I'm going to give you just one. This is from Nehemiah chapter 4. Your notes say chapter 6, but it's actually chapter 4. I found that earlier. Okay, so Nehemiah came back from captivity to rebuild the wall around Jerusalem. They came, um, they were in Babylon and they moved back from Babylon to Jerusalem, and the wall that was the security of the city was all broken down and destroyed. And so Nehemiah uh, was charged with rebuilding this wall around the city. But there were enemies that take notice. Now think about it. Your enemy doesn't want you to be protected and safe, correct? He doesn't want you to be protected. So the enemy took notice and tried to stop them from building that wall. And so that's where we um, pick up right here in Nehemiah chapter 4. This is Nehemiah speaking. He says, but from then on, only half of my men worked, while the other half stood guard with spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail. The trumpeter stayed with me. I I'm skipping I'm skipping verses, guys. So that was 16, and uh, we're just going to kind of skip some verses through there. The trumpeter stayed with me to sound the alarm. Verse 20 says, when you hear the blast of the trumpet, rush to wherever it is sounding. This is a watchman. Then our God will fight for us. Verse 23, during this time, none of us, not I or my relatives or my servants or the guards who were with me ever took off our clothes. We carried our weapons with us at all times, even when we went for water. Oh man, Jesus is the watchman over your soul. 
This is what the Lord does for you as a watchman. He says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, watch that enemy over there. Get that enemy, rebuke that enemy. Hey, watch that thought. That thought is, does not align with my word. Watch that. He says, hey, 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 that emotion, that emotion is not real. That is not the truth. Get that out of here. And he protects your soul in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all say amen. Y'all don't want to go to lunch. Come on. Jesus is the overseer of your soul. He heals your soul as your shepherd. And he protects your soul as your overseer. Amen? All right. And that is how we walk in healing with the Lord. I want to give you something else. This is not in your notes, but it should have been. I talk to a lot of people that don't... um, They don't know how to find the will of God for their life. They don't know what the Lord is saying to them or what the Lord wants or or any of these things. You don't have to raise your hand, but can you relate to that? Or do you, I mean, I, I, I can relate to that. Here's the thing. We need our mind renewed by the Spirit of God daily so that we can recognize the shepherd and overseer of our soul when he's trying to protect us and trying to heal us. Does that make sense? We need to be able to recognize the spirit of God on our life and in our life and through our life. Here's how you do that. Here's how you do that. The word of God. Every day when you get into the word of God, it transforms your mind. Let's read it. Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Look at this. Then you will learn to know. I forgot to put this in this. I'm sorry, I forgot to put this on the screen. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Did you hear that? When your mind is transformed, the word of God retrains our thinking. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. So if you want to walk in healing in your soul, get into the word of God every day. Let it transform the way that you think. Then you can recognize God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen? Amen. All right. So look, the Lord also gave us more help to walk in his healing. Where's my, I didn't introduce my Grace to Grow team. We're gonna take a break here. So I have a team, y'all. Aisha and Erica, y'all stand up and wave to everybody. I want you to stand up because y'all are pretty. Y'all, we about to fill our calendars with this one. Every pastor is going to love this. All right. The Lord has given us help to walk in a healed soul. Look at Jeremiah chapter 315. We're going to read it in the King James Version. It says, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. That word pastor translated means to tend to the flock. Look at Acts 20, 28. This is Paul speaking to the Ephesians right before he was leaving him. He knew he was gonna go to prison. And he says, therefore take heed to yourselves, to all the flock. He says, among you, which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers and shepherds to the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. So the Lord gives us pastors and he also calls them, why? Because we emulate 
Jesus, right? We are Christians. He also calls pastors shepherds and overseers of your soul. So here's what I want you to do. That's what I wanna encourage you to do. You wanna walk in a healed and whole and well soul. You wanna live a life that is life more abundantly. I want you to get in line with a pastor. Come on. I want you to get in line with a pastor. And when he teaches, I want you to submit your heart. I want you to learn and apply it to your life actively. When you leave out of this place, I want you to apply during the week what you're learning every week. When life groups come around, which are coming very quickly in August or September, when life groups come, I want you to get into a life group. Life group leaders are not pastors, but they are under shepherds who help to shepherd the flock. Then you can walk in a healed and and whole soul and have life more abundantly, which is what I want for you and it's what Jesus wants for you most importantly. Come on. Amen. Amen. Aren't you thankful for godly pastors? Pastors, they teach you. I want you to think about something for a minute. I wasn't sure if we were going to talk about this, but look. What does a shepherd do? How does a shepherd feed the sheep? Do sheep eat from troughs like horses or cattle? No. He brings them to green pastures. Does that make sense? How do they drink? Do they have troughs of water? No. He leads them beside still waters. This is what I want you to know. Your pastor can teach. He can preach all day long but he can't make you eat. We have a saying here at Alive Church that says to be self-feeders. What that means is you going to the Lord yourself. You are getting the nourishment. You are getting the water over your soul. You are being fed, right? He leads you to green pastures. He leads you to still waters. You eat and drink. Come on, that's good teaching. Let's go ahead and have the worship team come on up. Come on. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for God's healing in my soul. Look, we, we all, none of us are perfect. We all have a ways to go. Oh, my goodness, there's a billion other things in my soul that I need healing for. But the Lord is faithful. But I'm so, fa- I'm so thankful that he's taken me from the place that I was to the place that I am now. That's nothing I could do on my own. That's simply the healing power of God in my life. And I know that many of you can say the very same thing about your life. I am not who I once was. I'm not who I used to be because Jesus is healing me inside and out. Isn't that wonderful? Here's what I want you to know. To receive healing in your soul today. I firmly believe, even even those of you that are watching at home, I really believe this for you too. To receive healing in your soul today, there's something that we need to do that's really important. We need to lay down our pride. Healing is available for the taking. It's already purchased on the cross. It's free. Freely given. Does that make sense? But if we don't come and receive because of whatever reason, 
then we won't receive the healing that God has for us today. So here in just a little bit, just, I'm, we don't, we don't, we're not trying to force you to do anything. We just want you to respond to God. That's all we want you to do. But what I don't want you to do is to let pride get in the way of what God has for you today. Amen. Those of you back home, I don't want pride to get in the way of what Jesus wants to do in your life. Let me show you a verse on that. Acts 28, verse 27. Oh man, this, this, verse, is, uh, this verse is painful. Uh, Paul was talking to the, the Roman Jews in Rome. When he arrived in Rome, the Apostle Paul, he brought the gospel to the Jews first. That's what scripture says. It goes first to the Jew and then to the Greek. And so he brought the gospel to the Jew first and he ministered Jesus to the Jews. But they did not believe. That's what scripture says. It says some of them believed, but many of them did not believe. And he's, this is his response to them. He said, for the hearts of these people are hardened, speaking about the Roman Jews. And their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see. And their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Oh, don't be that today. Let's bow your heads. Oh, let's just wait on the Lord just for a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, if the Lord is pointing out any area in your soul, any area in your life at all, we'll pray for healing of everything, but we specifically want to talk about the soul right now. If the Lord is pointing out any area in your soul that needs healing, I want you to listen to him right now. What area in your mind needs healing today? What area in your desires need healing today? What area in your emotions, your feelings need healing today? Let's bring them into alignment with the Lord. And I want to tell you this, that if you don't know this Jesus, the shepherd and overseer of your soul, the one that leads you to green pastures and still waters, the one that prepares a table, a banquet for you in the presence of your enemies. Can I tell you, it is so easy to know him. Romans tells us that those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to do is return. That's what scripture said. We returned to the shepherd and overseer of our souls. All you have to do is tell him, Lord, I want you. I want to belong to you. I want to know you. And that simple act of faith is what unlocks salvation for you. And then you can know the Lord and you can have a relationship with the creator of your soul and of your life who gives you life more abundantly. So if you don't know this Jesus, or if you have turned away and you want to be right with him today, I want to see your hand. Just lift a hand up for me. If you're watching at home, yeah, I see him. I see him. If you're watching at home, 
I just want you just to say, I need Jesus in the comments. We all do. Every one of us do. I see those hands. Come on, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. If you want to know Jesus, you want to return to him today, I see it. I see those hands. I'm going to lead you through a prayer, and then we're going to offer for you to come down for for, uh, personal prayer. I want you to say this with me. All of us together are going to say this together. Say, Dear Jesus, I offer you my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for taking away my sins. I want to belong to you. And I want to know you. I give myself to you, Lord. Take this life and use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. We're not done. We're not done, but we want to celebrate what God did just now. I believe the Lord touched some of you at home as well. Now we're going to return to the shepherd and the overseer. Let's go ahead and bow our heads again. If there's anything, anything in your mind, will, emotions, we'll pray for anything. Prayer team, come on up. Pastoral staff, go ahead and make your way up. Also, marriages. Most of the time, most of the time, struggles in marriages are an issue of the soul. They're an issue of the mind, will, or emotions. So if you want God to touch your marriage today, we want to pray for you. In just a minute, we're going to offer you to come up, and I want to remind you, don't be the people whose hearts are hardened. I want you to turn to God today and let you heal him. So if you want prayer, I want you to make your way forward. And one of the pastoral staff members, I'm going to come down. One of the staff, pastoral staff members are going to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, we hope you enjoyed the message today. We hope that it inspired you and that it brought you closer in your relationship with Jesus. If it helped you, why don't you just click the subscribe or the follow button right now so you can stay up to date on all of our latest podcast episodes. For more information and resources, you can head on over to crystalward.com. And we would like to get to know you. You can find us on all your favorite social media channels. Hey, we are so excited to be on this journey with you as we lean on God's grace to grow together. See you next time.